Hi and welcome to another episode of Tara Tour. So in this episode I am going to share five things that I have learned in the first five years of my business. The 27th of June 2020 is five years to the day since I made the 150 mile journey down to West Sussex in the southeast of the UK to start working as a journalist and I cannot tell you how excited I was to be doing something that felt like the absolute dream. And a lot has happened since then, a lot has changed, I have learned a lot, I have messed up a lot. And in this episode, I'm going to share five things that I have learned that hopefully might give you some hope, some inspiration, or make you realise that actually the things that you are doing right now will get you on your path. Let's dive in. Welcome to Tara Talks. I am your host, Tara Punter, founder and director of Tara Punter PR, where we help perfectly normal business owners achieve their perfectly extraordinary goals, honing in on their sales strategy and success. I am so excited to share this with you. Thank you for joining. Feel free to subscribe and let's dive in. Oh, five years. What a five years it has been. I honestly never thought I would get this far. I never thought I would be able to grow a business that is successful, that helps so many people, that has the most amazing team, that has US clients as well as UK clients. Oh, I just genuinely didn't know it was possible for me. And Over the past five years, I have done lots of things. I have pivoted several times. I have taken on new challenges um, and there have been some real big learnings. So that's what I want to go through in this episode. Now, if you wanted to know more about the journey from when I said yes to this new job that I didn't know how to do right through to how I've got now a multiple six figure business, then go and check out my Instagram TV because on the 27th of June, I have uploaded a video which shares that journey and that is a brilliant um, insight, I think, in itself. And I actually got really emotional talking about, about that journey. So my five things. Number one, if you don't ask, you don't get. That is actually an episode on its own. So go and check out episode 14. But that is one of my favorite mantras, sayings and beliefs. I am where I am now purely because I asked a gentleman if I could write a blog for him. Genuinely, that is how I managed to get my, talk my way into a job as a journalist. That is how I managed to start doing social media management, start working as a web editor, and that is how I have managed to get to where I am now. Had I not asked that gentleman if I could just write an article for him, I dread to think what I would be doing right now because the time that I met him, And the time I asked him if I could write an article for him, I was super unhappy in my work, like really unhappy. At the time, I had been looking into jobs um, such as receptionists. I was looking into doing a master's degree. I was looking into doing my accountancy qualifications. Like I just felt stuck. I didn't know where to go. But I met this gentleman um, who was coming into my place of employment for coffee. And I simply said to him, If you ever want anyone to write a blog for you or to write an article, just let me know. I've been horsey my whole life. He was setting up an equestrian lifestyle website and he said, yes, why not? And 
there was then a change of my contract at work and he offered me um, some work and he said, you know, there's this event on this weekend, do you want to go down, down to West Sussex? And it happened to be an event that I've watched on TV many, many years. And I said, yes. Now, when I said yes, I didn't know how to, how to be a journalist. I did not know what the protocol was. I didn't really know how to do anything. I didn't know anything about press office. I just didn't have a clue. But I said yes, and I thought, I'll just work it out when I get there. So I made that 150-mile journey down and very much blagged it, very much tried to work it out while I was there. I was asking people, you know, where's the press office? Went into the press office, kind of sat quietly and just observed what was going on, took it all in my stride, got a feel for the press interviews and the conferences after competitions, and very much just learn on the job. Now, I'm a pretty confident person anyway, always have been, always been very strong with my self-belief, and I just knew that I would be able to do that. So I'm very fortunate that, you know, my mum has kind of drilled that into me, that you can do anything if you put your mind to it, you can have anything if you put your mind to it. But obviously that was that was scary, and I think so many people let that what-if or that fear or the belief that they don't have enough knowledge or experience hold them back. And I'm very much a just say yes and figure it out after because chances are if you are determined enough, you can take your mind to anything. You can figure out anything. So just say yes and figure it out after. If you don't ask, you don't get. Ask somebody. I make it my challenge to try and ask somebody something every single week that is either pushing me out of my comfort zone or that is actually going to be enabling me to reach my goals or connect with somebody who can help me advance my career. So try and start asking people. If you don't ask, you don't get. And please check out episode 14 for that whole nugget because it is brilliant. Point number two is others will be jealous, right? And that is okay. (laughs) Others will portray their jealousy in interesting ways onto you. It might be through bullying. It might be through snide remarks. It might be through talking about you to somebody that happens to relay that information back to you. And I think the bigger you get, or the more money you make, or the more clients you work with, that's going to be amplified. So I sort of look at it that, okay, I'm obviously doing a good job if I'm upsetting people (laughs) unintentionally. Um, But actually, you know, you can't please everybody. You cannot have everybody as your friend. And there will be people who feel rather insignificant or rather um, like they're lacking in their own confidence who will feel threatened by you. And you know what? That's okay. When I set out my business, I didn't really know what I was doing. I will hands up admit that. Um, I was was working as a journalist, started doing social media, started doing a bit of PR. I mean, the PR and social media I had done in my previous role anyway. Um, But now I was obviously doing it for equestrian brands and under my own name. And I have people try to make me feel like I really didn't know what I was talking about when actually the things that I was talking about I did know what I was talking about and I think people that do that are doing it because they are fearing of the competition and that is one thing that I have always stayed true to is that I am not fearful of competition I train people who want to do what I do I have coached a number of people who want to do equestrian PR and marketing because I think it's good for the industry. You know, we need lots of options. 
I don't think business owners should have to choose between a couple of PR people. Let them have choice because everybody has their own zone of genius. There will be people that don't want to work with me. And you know what? That's fine. There will be people that can't afford my coaching or my PR packages. And that's fine also. If I can recommend them to somebody, I will do so. So I think you will piss people off when you're setting up your business, particularly when you start to grow and become successful and scale. Don't worry about it because that is their problem. That's not yours. If they portray anything onto you or if they try and make you feel insignificant or like you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, use that to fucking drive you on. Do not let that dim your light. Use that as your power and your passion and as a will to desire, um, as a will to drive you on. Don't let a competitor dim your light because then they've won. Use that, that jealousy or those thoughts that they have to drive you on time and time again. Point number three, it's okay to make mistakes. This is a big one, I think, because so many people spend so long trying not to make mistakes. And I think when they are trying not to make mistakes, their focus is actually in the wrong place. So instead of trying not to make mistakes, try trying to make it right or to do it right. It's like when the coronavirus pandemic hit and so many businesses were focusing on not failing. Their focus is in the wrong place. Their focus should have been on succeeding, not on not failing. I've made some massive mistakes in my time. Um, Massive, massive, uh, really messed up campaigns, made silly typos, silly, silly typos that could have potentially cost clients a lot of money. This was a few years ago now. Um, But you know what? I own those mistakes. I apologise. I do my best to put it right. And then I think, right, I need to learn from that situation. I cannot make that costly mistake again. So my challenge to you is not to feel fearful of making mistakes, but actually to know that when you make a mistake, because you will, you're human, it's natural, just make sure that you learn from it, you handle it accordingly, so handle it being completely professional, apologise, try and put the situation right, but learn from it, that is the biggest thing, and that will actually skyrocket your power and your um, your rights and your beliefs and your um, ability as a business owner to do things even better next time. Point number four, money. So up until I would say six months ago, so the beginning of 2020, I never put money aside for tax, for for my VAT, more recently for corporation tax, never. And that has caught up with me every single time. Every single time I have a big tax bill or a VAT bill, it catches me out. Now my sales have generally doubled year on year since 2015. So you can imagine the tax bills kept getting bigger and bigger as well. So that kept catching me out. And then the start of 2020, I just thought this is ridiculous. I'm 30. I should be able to put money aside for my tax and my VAT. And there's sort of two options to do this. So with the VAT, now I'm fact registered. Obviously, every single time someone pays me, I put 20% aside for my VAT. And I put 10% aside for my corporation tax. And so I've got a bit of a buffer. If you aren't fact registered, there's a really great book called Profit First. And that helps you start saving, even if you've never saved before. And it basically implies that you start by just putting 1% of your earnings to into a savings account. You do that for a couple of months, then you put 2%, 3%, and so on. 
until you can work it up to about 10 or 20%. And the reason that works really well is because you're putting such a small amount aside, you don't even really notice that it's gone. And it's just helping you get into that habit of being able to put money aside. So if you are brand new in business or if you are several years down the line and haven't yet done this, please put money into a savings account for your tax or VAT. It is just like a weight has been lifted. And I know that's such a simple point because so many people have told me it, but I never listened and I never took action. So if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, I know that, that's obvious. Question, are you taking action? Have you actually done that? Point number five is investing in a coach was the best thing that I did, without a doubt. I remember a couple of years ago, so I think I invested in my first coach in 2017. Before that, I was just, you know, playing at PR as a horsey girl from the Cotswolds and doing a bit of journalism, doing a bit of social media, a bit of PR. I didn't think I was worthy of a coach. I didn't feel that it would be good for me. And I was actually a little bit ashamed that I might need a coach. Then it was April 2017 when everything went wrong in my business, like literally everything. I lost two clients on one day. I had a gentleman who owed me six months worth of work. I was broke. I had letters from the bank saying that I had to put money in my account because I had these direct debits going out. And all of this stress led to IBS. Now, I remember thinking at that time, I just don't know how to go on. I just don't know how I can get through this without somebody giving me a lot of money to clear everything up, get everything back in order, and I just felt lost. But the thing was, I loved what I did. I loved helping clients, I loved being on the road, I loved meeting such amazing business owners. I had some great clients, and I thought, right, I can't let them down, I have to keep going, I have to find a way through this, so I can keep supporting those clients, and so I can keep living my dream, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go and get a normal job or proper job. I couldn't think of anything worse. Now, just before that time, I had met a business coach. I met her at a networking event in Bristol. And I remember just sort of chatting to her and, you know, I'd gotten really well with her. We just clicked and she was really lovely. And I remember messaging her and saying, I don't know what to do. I feel stuck. I feel lost. I have no money. I, you know, I need to change something, do something. I just, I just don't know what to do right now. And she charged a hundred pounds an hour and I couldn't even afford that. My husband had to bail me out or my now husband, he was a, a boyfriend then he had to bail me out for the rent. And I thought, I've just got to find a hundred pounds to pay for this coach. Now back then my press release price, I think was 50 pounds, which is uh, shocking, shockingly low, <laughs> um, considering the time it took me. I mean, this just goes to show I really didn't know what I was doing. And I thought, right, if I just sell two press releases, I can pay for this coach. And she just came in and she just helped me see things that I hadn't necessarily seen for myself. I hadn't thought about things like invoicing up front, things like not working hourly, but putting packages together, um, different ways to try and you know get in front of more people. And she then helped me get to a consistent 5K months pretty quickly. Um, and then from there, I then thought, right, I want the next step. I now want consistent 10K months. So she suggested I get in touch with her coach and worked with her coach, which I did. And that was a massive investment. And that one scared me as well. But the thing is, I think when you work with a coach, they are looking at your business from a place of 
from a non-emotional place. You are very invested in your business. You are emotionally attached to your business because your business is probably your baby. I know mine is. But when you have a coach, they are able to look in and say, why are you doing that? Don't do it that way. You should try doing it this way. Have you considered this? And they are there to, to actually be able to give their advice and their, their opinion and their support from a non-emotional perspective. Now, every single time I've invested in a coach, and I've invested in quite a lot since then, I currently have three. I have a finance coach, an Instagram coach, and a launch coach. Anytime I invest in a coach, I know I will make my money back and then some. Like they pay for themselves time and time again. Plus, each time I invest in a coach, I know that I can then support my clients on a better level or on a higher level. So everything I'm learning at the moment, I can then filter down to my clients. So for me, it's now an investment that I know pays dividends because I can help my clients even more. But even in that early day, I knew that I would be able to earn that money back. And I did. So I think if you feel like you're just not getting anywhere, you're trying things, you're doing social media, you're showing up, you're launching, you're doing PR, but nothing's working, then that can really, really have such an impact in just getting out there and speaking to a coach. Because they'll be able to see things that you can't see because you are emotionally attached and you are too invested in your business. So that was one of the best things for me. And now I don't look at having a coach as a bad thing. I truly believe that everybody can benefit from having a coach. And it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of failure. It's a sign of, okay, I want my business to be as good as it can be. So if you are treading water, if you're doing the bits, if you're trying to get progress or get more sales or progress in your business... I really encourage you to at least speak to a coach and see how they might be able to help you. So there are my five things that I have learned in the past five years of business. I'll just recap. Number one, if you don't ask, you don't get and check out episode 14 on that one. Number two, others will be jealous. Others will probably try and bully you. Don't let that knock you off your course. Don't let that impact your goals and your business and your mindset. It's a reflection of them, not you. Number three, it's okay to make mistakes. Just make sure you learn from them. Number four, put money aside for your tax and VAT and just to have a buffer. Number five, invest in a coach because that will be one of the best decisions you make in your business. And thank you so much for listening. Honestly, it means the world that you have stuck with me thus far. And if you have loved this episode, please, please, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and be sure to tag me so that I can share it with my amazing audience. Um, I'm at Tara Punter Coaching, and I absolutely love seeing your screenshots and getting your DMs about these episodes. So thank you so much again for listening. It's been an absolute honor to share those points with you, and I hope you can take a little something away from each point.